Geeks and Geekettes, welcome to another episode of Geeky Therapy. If you are new to the show, Geeky Therapy is a safe space to discuss, complain, analyze, and criticize the biggest happenings in popular culture. We focus on a variety of topics from movies, TV, to comics and technology, sometimes even delving into conspiracy theories. What you won't find here is the drama, the chaos, and the uncertainty of the weight that you call life. So come on in, leave all your crap outside the door, and relax. Therapy is in session. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening for whenever you are joining me today. We are here with another therapy session full of geeky awesomeness. Whether you're relaxing on the couch, catching this show on the toilet, or trying to escape your workday, thank you for tuning in. Today is April 26th, 2018, which means we are not even 12 hours out from last night's premiere of Marvel's Avengers Infinity War, a 10-year culmination of a string of over 50 movies produced by Disney and Marvel Studios and six years since Thanos' ugly purple mug showed itself in the end credit scene of 2012's Marvel's The Avengers. I did attend the premiere last night at my local theater and let me say it was quite an experience. Um... Overall, you know, I really do have to start this off by saying that it was quite an enjoyable experience, and it is an experience that I very much look forward to experiencing again at least one more time this upcoming weekend. Now, before we go any further, I just want to remind you that this is a spoiler-free review. I will discuss the movie primarily based on its film merits, just discuss the plot in general without any specifics of subplots, who dies, who lives, who loves, anything along those lines. Um, we'll look at concepts again, such as the plot, the theme, the tone, the acting, the characters, the direction, the score, and my overall thoughts about the movie as it sits within Marvel's cinematic universe. I'd like to start by saying that uh, my experience at this premiere was much different than other uh, movie premieres that I've been to. Uh, you know, I, I started going to movie premieres back when they were actually midnight premieres. Um, and you had to stay up till the butt crack of dawn just to catch it, you know, but now with, uh, with movies trying to pull in a younger audience, they've moved premiere times earlier and earlier so that they can get a lot of the younger crowd and the families to come in, which I'm fine with. Um, I'll never complain about getting a full night's sleep. But, uh, you know, from the moment I got there, uh, you could hear amongst the crowd a lot of people discussing theories, predictions. Um, you knew that you were, you, were, you were joining in this experience with a number of like-minded individuals. Um, I, I think the thing that surprised me most was I've never been in a movie in which the entire audience joined together in applauses multiple times throughout the movie. You know, I've been in movies where, you know, you get that one big moment that most people have been waiting for and everyone claps or that one character shows up and everyone claps. 
Um, but in this movie, it happened at least four times during the movie. Now, maybe I haven't gone to the, the right premieres, and that may be the case. Um, but it, it really added to the overall experience. Uh, so I do recommend, um, I, I know that a lot of people try to avoid crowds and uh, when a big movie, a big blockbuster movie comes out, a lot of people will tend to, to postpone visiting the theater until the second weekend or some odd time during the week. But I really encourage you to go to a packed house enjoy it with other like-minded geeks and nerds and families and really take in the whole experience of witnessing this monumental occasion with others. I promise you it will be worth it. Um, so let me just say my overall thoughts. Um, I got out of the movie close to 10 p.m. And when I got home, um, on the drive back, I planned on on recording this particular podcast. Um, I didn't know if I was going to record the, the spoilers version or not, but I knew at least the spoiler free. I had to get it all out while um, while it was fresh in my mind. Uh, I could not. I, I couldn't gather my thoughts enough to record a full podcast. Uh, but what I am going to do is play for you. Uh, a clip that I did record last night uh, while I was trying to go to sleep, but the just thoughts about the movie, emotions uh, were running wild, and I wanted to get this as raw as possible. <sighs> guys, guys, guys. Ooh. What a therapy session this would be. I have just gotten home from witnessing Avengers Infinity War. Wow. Um, Marvel proved that it has a large set of testicles with this movie. They did not hold back. Uh, the Russo brothers, I, I don't know how they do what they do, but they are the Colonel Sanders of the movie industry right now. I do not know what their secret blend of seasonings is, but when they bring everything together, it is unfathomably excellent. Um, on the drive home, I, I just, I'm, I'm actually experiencing an emotional hangover. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything because my intent is for this to be the uh, spoiler-free review of Infinity War, but um, very, very, very pleased. Um, and I am somebody that thought Black Panther was average. I'm someone who disliked Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, my favorite Marvel movies up to this point uh, have been... Captain America, uh, Winter Soldier as number one, um, and I'm strictly speaking uh, uh, within the MCU, uh, Winter Soldier 1, uh, the first Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man, uh, Civil War, uh, that's kind of where, where I've been in terms of rankings, um, but I have to say this movie, I, it's not fair to rank it amongst the rest, it's, it's just not. This this really was, I think, what, what comic book movies were meant to be. 
this is the pinnacle of the superhero genre. Um, God, I can't collect my thoughts. There's just so much going on. Uh, I still have so many questions left that I will pose in the uh, in the the spoiler review, um, where I you know I have a little bit more flexibility in discussing some of the concepts and things that came up during the film. Um, but oh goodness, it was uh, it was great. It was entertaining. Um, it all made made a lot of sense um, for the most part. The the trailers. If you're one of those people who avoids trailers, you could have watched every trailer. You could have studied every trailer. You still would have not been able to piece together the full plot of this movie. Um, there were some excellent subplots uh, throughout the film um, that really uh, molded these various characters and various, um, I don't want to say universes, um, you know, since there's so much crossover, but... Uh, but all of these various teams and characters, I think that the subplots uh, really served an, an excellent purpose um, and, and uh, seamlessly integrated our favorite heroes uh, and united them against the common enemy of Thanos. Um, I don't know that I'm really going to be able to record much uh, tonight. Uh, again, uh, it, if you have seen the film um, or you are planning to see the film when it is over, um, if you are a fan at all, simply of just the movies, um, if you're someone who was introduced to these characters just through the, you know, through Iron Man and Thor, Captain America, and the Guardians and Black Panther and Ant-Man, um, you will leave this film um, with your mind blown um, and it will... Uh, take some time for you to truly process everything that you have experienced. Okay, so that's where I was last night. Um, as you could hear, I was not, I was having some trouble stringing together coherent sentences and thoughts. Everything was kind of jumping all over the place themes and ideas and questions and shocks. Um, but back to my overall thoughts. Um, if I was to have a gripe about this movie, just one gripe, it would be that it truly didn't feel like an Avengers movie. Um, and I'm not, I, I say gripe, but I'm not even saying that it's a bad thing. Maybe it was just something that I was not expecting. Um, the first Avengers movie was very much uh, a coming together of favorite heroes uh, learning to work as a team, um, you know, it was very uh, feel good. Um, and then Age of Ultron had these uh, team members uh, come up against a threat that was developed by one of their own and have to reflect more on the internal happenings of their own team. Uh, but this movie, um, with the fallout of Civil War... Um, and everyone kind of going their separate ways, uh, the, the blend of all of these characters together, uh, and the overall tone of the movie, it, it was, uh, it was much darker than I was expecting. Um, I think the movie needed it. And I do think that it was 
a well-made decision uh, by the directors and the writers and, and the team that worked on this film to take the MCU in a different direction uh, with Infinity War and give the future uh, movies of the MCU the opportunities to do something much different so that we don't just have a repeat of everything that we have seen and the same types of stories and feels um, and just replacing the characters. I do want something different uh, from Marvel. Um, and I've been wanting something different for a while, not so much that I, uh, that I was complaining about the movies that they were producing or, you know, threatening to boycott Marvel or anything along those lines. Um, but every once in a while you watch a Marvel movie and you do get the feeling of deja vu of, I have seen this, I have felt this all before. Um, and Infinity War did uh, a lot of none of that. Um, it was very different. Uh, and, and I think that was only to uh, the benefit of the film. Um, so again, this is the non-spoiler review, uh, and I'm just going to kind of briefly go over uh, you know, some of the aspects of the film uh, without giving you any specifics so that you have the chance to experience this work of art uh, as fresh as I did when I walked into the theater last night. Um, the plot of the movie... Um, I was very, very pleased with with how they uh, positioned all of the subplots um, to, you know, still converge into a linear story. Um, if you remember, originally Avengers 3 and 4 were supposed to be uh, Infinity War Part 1 and Infinity War Part 2. Uh, that had me very concerned because the last Part 1 and Part 2 I had experienced was Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. And if you remember, uh, the end of part one uh, was after uh, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen uh, Harry Potter, um, the film franchise and doesn't want to be spoiled or, or anything along those lines. Uh, though I doubt that many of those people would be listening to this podcast. Um, you know, is after uh, Dumbledore is killed... Um, you know, and you kind of get the, the shot from his grave. Um, and I also think that the Elder Wand is stolen at the end of one. Um, but, but the point is that it ended in the middle. I, I understand, you know, why they ended it there. I don't think there was any other logical point uh, where they can coherently uh, begin the second arc of the story. But it ended at a part where, you know, you had your... Uh, emotions all in a haywire and then you're just salivating at the mouth for for the next scenes uh, so my concern with this film was that uh, the plot would have a beginning and the plot would have a middle but the ending would uh, I don't want to say would be left open but it would feel incomplete uh, and they did not do that with this movie um, you know, the movie as a standalone film, uh, if you take away all your thoughts, predictions and ideas about the MCU, knowing what's coming next, knowing, uh, you know, perhaps some things that will change from this between this movie uh, and the end of Avengers 4, um, this movie uh, was a closed story. Um, it could end uh, where it ended uh, and not have to be concerned with uh, any loose knots at all. Uh, and I was very pleased with that. You knew what was happening throughout the entire film. 
there was no what is the point of this um what is the point of these characters doing this why are we ending up in this location there was nothing along those lines and in two hours and 40 minutes when you have so many uh primary characters you really can't afford to uh waste any time every scene has to have purpose uh, and I think that there was there was very little. Um, there was some uh, that some material that I would consider filler, and I thought really didn't add to the story what I think uh, the directors were intending for it to add. But uh, everything kind of came back to the main plot of you know Thanos attempting to gather all the Infinity Stones. Um, I think that their use of multiple settings and multiple locations, um, if you have seen the trailers, again, this is not really a spoiler. You know, some of the movie takes place in Wakanda, um, as well as on an alien planet um, that I won't tell you what it is. So, you know, I'll save you from that, uh, just in case you're one of those really sensitive spoiler people, uh, as well as some of it taking place in New York. Uh, and I think that having these multiple locations really helped balance the multitude of the characters and the personalities that we were faced with uh, in the movie. And it made things feel more dire, you know, more important, more impactful, because the 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 stakes in this film, uh, you know, reached across the universe. It wasn't just located in New York. It wasn't just located through a space portal. It wasn't just located in Wakanda. It wasn't just located in Brooklyn or another dimension. It was across the universe. And having that expanded feel, uh, you know, really lends to the threat um, that our heroes are facing in, in Thanos and his Black Order. Um, I, I mentioned the tone earlier on um, that it was much different than the Avengers movies I think that we've all been used to seeing. Uh, and I don't mean just the Avengers movie as in the Avengers and Age of Ultron. I mean uh, all the movies that have led up to this point and have influenced uh, the course of action uh, that we are experiencing with the Marvel Studios movies. Uh, the tone was very well maintained. Um, it was not one of uh, of hope and, and inspiration. It it was very much, uh, you know, hands in the dirt, hit the ground running. Uh, we don't know that we're going to be able to prevent what is coming for us. Um, even in moments of comedy, uh, you know, you still feel for the characters and their personal struggles uh, that they're individually going through during this movie. Uh and the things that they're facing from their own personal stories. Uh, and then you have on top of that, you know, the ever-present um, looming uh, disaster and catastrophe and chaos uh, that they know is coming and uh, kind of hits us in the face pretty quickly. Um, I can say that there is uh, no, no time wasted in showing us what exactly this threat is and how much we should be worried uh, for the heroes we have at hand. Uh, speaking of the heroes, um, going into the acting and the characters, um, I feel silly kind of touching on this, uh, but just for everyone to know, 
you know, we have seen uh, all of these actors uh, before. Um, well, the majority of them, especially with our heroes, um, you know, there really wasn't a hero uh, in the movie that we haven't seen in some shape or form. Um, maybe that's a spoiler. Um, I'm hoping it's not. But, you know, you, you're going to know most of these heroes and they are as wonderful as they are in any of their own films, you know, that they've started in the past. Um the one thing, you know, that's new for us in this movie really was um, Thanos, you know, Josh Brolin's portrayal of the Mad Titan, as well as his Black Order. I have to say that uh, Brolin uh, really brought a, um, a very sensitive Thanos to the screen. And, and I don't mean that to say, you know, that he's wimpy or a sissy or anything along those lines. Um, but he is one of those villains that you can feel for, that you can really understand where he's coming from. And while his logic is violent and hostile, it does make sense. And Marvel has done this before with the likes of Loki, um, making a villain that you kind of can't help but like, um, I don't necessarily know that that Thanos will get as much of a fandom as Loki did, uh, considering, you know, Loki really brought in all the ladies with his uh, devilishly good looks. Uh, but, you know, I thought that it was a, still a strong portrayal. Um, the Black Order was, you know, betrayed fine. There was nothing I can really complain about. Um, but other than Ebony Maw... Uh, the other characters don't really get a lot of uh, personality development. We don't get to see them uh, kind of uh, play out more on screen as much as I would have liked. Um, but Ebony Maw um, really had a presence on the screen. I don't know exactly who, who portrayed him, um, but uh, he was kind of scary. Um, he's the uh, Voldemort-looking guy. Um, and he was a much more convincing Voldemort than Voldemort was. Uh, let me just say that as I continue uh, referencing Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows in this podcast. Um, but, uh, it, yeah, you know, there's nothing I can really complain about the acting. It was, uh, you know, A-plus acting as always. Uh, the characters were, were well portrayed. Um, I think something that really uh, came to mind with this movie um, was so much of the backlash um, that came from Thor Ragnarok. Um, you know, well-received uh, overall. However, um, it was a comedy, an action comedy movie. Um, and I know that there were a number of individuals who got rubbed the wrong way uh, with that genre of film um, and statements being made such as, oh, no, look, Thor is a comedy character now. Um I think that this movie really shows, um, considering its tone was so dark and dreadful, uh, that a movie does not make the character. Uh, you know, Thor in this movie, again, no spoilers, uh, you know, Thor in Ragnarok, yes, he had uh, a certain uh, humor about him, um, but I never felt like it took away from the character and who he was. Um, I just felt like everything around him was helped uh, to match the humor uh, that he uh, he you know he displayed in in previous movies, um, and in this movie, 
it's it's dark and tonal, and and he does not you know crack jokes twenty four seven. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people were were expecting, uh, the uh, the evolution of the character to end up. But uh, this movie kind of proves again that all of these characters that you see, they will maintain who they are, even. Uh, in the midst of, uh, you know, universal destruction. Um, the direction of the movie, uh, the pacing, hands down, some of the best pacing ever. This movie, two two hours and 40 minutes long, doesn't feel like two hours and 40 minutes long. Um, I remember checking my watch a couple of times, and I was just thinking, no, how has that much time already gone by? Stop, stop, stop. I want more. I want more. I want more. It can't only be an hour left. I need more. Um, you know, the direction of the movie was very straightforward. We know what Thanos is doing there. We understand the role of our heroes is to prevent him from collecting six shiny, magical, powerful rocks. We got that. But, um, you know, we, you know, how many of us have made, uh, really deep and, and convoluted predictions uh, let me tell you what, predict all you want, you will not get every major part of the story. You won't. Um, the subplots, the way that the Russos used subplots in this movie to drive the narrative was just extremely well done. Not just, not, not, not just in terms of the overall story arc of the Infinity Stones, but in giving certain characters uh, the screen time that they are due, uh, whether it's because of uh, their individual character arc or their particular role um, in, in the story of Infinity War. And I think that there were a lot of characters in this movie um, who uh, did some things and had some actions um, and acted in ways that... Uh, we could not have predicted because there are multiple parts of the narrative that we are not, if you haven't seen the movie, that you're not aware of. Um, again, I want to reiterate the trailers really don't tell you anything other than something you could have guessed just by seeing the title is Infinity War. Um, you know, the CGI was was pinpoint. Um, I don't think that's really ever been much of an issue um, for Marvel. You know, uh, no mustache gate um, at Disney. Um, but I have to say that when Thanos uh, first appeared on screen. Um, okay, small spoiler. When he first appears on screen, he's in his armor. Um, it. I thought that the CGI was kind of shitty I really did um I think because you know the overall tone of the movie was somewhat dark uh and then it, the the opening scenes were were you know literally dark the shininess of the armor and the way that that had to be portrayed with the computer graphics I I just felt like it looked too fake um as the movie went on uh, and, and, you know, as you've seen, you know, Thanos doesn't wear the armor the whole time. He, uh, it, it started really filling out. And, and it may have just been me. It may have just been my eyes. Maybe no one else had this issue. But I thought for a moment, wow, 
their CGI kind of sucks. Um, I think that thought lasted maybe 10 minutes. Then for the rest of the movie, I, I never thought of it once again. Um, everything else looked really nice. Um, I think that, you know, kind of going back to the direction and the pacing of the movie, um, I, I, I was bothered initially by the differences in pacing. Um, it seems like with the scene, the scenes with the heroes, I felt like there was a lot of movement, a lot of, uh, I don't want to say rushing, um, but a lot of urgency. And, and I know as I say that you're, you're, you're probably thinking, well, no shit. Of course it's, they're going to be acting urgently. Um, the greatest threat the universe has ever faced, uh, is coming for them. Um, but at the end of the movie, I just felt like, wow, everyone else was so quick. But the scenes, the uh, scenes with Thanos uh, were, were much slower, much more relaxed. Um, and now, you know, that it's, uh, you know, it's almost 12 hours since I saw the movie. Um, it makes a lot of sense now. Um, you know, it, it, the pacing was... Uh, selected to kind of be a part of the characters themselves. Uh, you know, Thanos is very relaxed, pretty much. Uh, he knows he's a badass. You know, he knows he's powerful. Uh, and the heroes know that they need to figure something out quick uh, or uh, shit's going to hit the fan. Um, the The dialogue of the movie was was beautiful. Everything was beautifully written. The interactions with the characters, um, there really wasn't anything in terms of uh, dialogue that I didn't like. Um, maybe except for uh, one character who kind of had to be funny too, a little too often. Um, but that's his character, and I get it. Um, but if you listen to the spoiler review... Um, I will talk much more about this character and how displeased and pissed off this character actually made me. Um, if I really had to pick a weak part to the movie, uh, and I think that this kind of leads back to my initial thought that it didn't feel like an Avengers movie, uh, was the score. When the movie was over and I was driving home and I was thinking about the various aspects of the film, I honestly couldn't remember hearing any music <laughs> um, or at least anything memorable uh, that could be uh, a case of me being so uh, enveloped within the, the drama of the narrative uh, and I bet that that's probably the case and upon the second viewing I will definitely be paying more attention to the score um, but I really didn't notice any score I didn't notice uh, you know, the, uh, the Avengers theme, um, I, I really didn't notice any background music was happening at all. Um, so I'm not going to speak much more on that. Um, I, I, maybe that just lends to how good this movie truly was. So I think that's gonna about do it for us today. Um, you know, I wanted this to be a, a shorter episode and, uh, I don't feel like I need to sell you on the movie. If you're listening to this podcast, the odds are is you have seen it or have plans to see it already. Um, it, it was very well done. Again, I can't rank it um, amongst the other Marvel movies, let alone other superhero movies or comic-based movies. It just, I just can't do it. I think it stands on its own. Um, 
overall rating, again, I'm still, even today, um, you know, so far removed from the movie, I'm still <laughs> kind of in an emotional hangover. Um, I'm still thinking a lot about the film, which is really, again, driving me to want to go see it again. And I do plan on seeing it probably uh, Sunday. Um, but still being on the high, I have to really give it a, a 9.8 out of 10. Uh, and the only reason I won't give it a 10 out of 10 is because nothing is perfect. Um, and there were a couple of gripes I do have uh, with the with the movie overall. Um, a few scenes that I felt were pointless. Um and kind of took away from my from my experience, um, as well as uh, one character um, who generally I, I don't have negative feelings for. Um, but the the things that he did in the movie, and if you've seen the movie, you probably know who I'm talking about, um, really pissed me off. Um, but uh, yeah, that's going to do it for for today. This was a spoiler free review of Avengers Infinity War. And I hope that whatever mundane or stressful or anxious experiences you were having, um, that you had a little bit of time, a little moment uh, of your life that you could attend to something, something different, something more peaceful, something more engaging, and have just a glimmer of escape from, from the weights of your life. So whether you are frustrated today at the old lady pulling out her checkbook to buy groceries... Or the long line at the gas station when your car is on E. Never forget that you are nothing but a few clicks away from geeky therapy. And in the naked light I saw 10,000 people made